Welcome to the Fit40 Podcast, where we take all the confusing, conflicting fitness and nutrition information and break it down so that you can live your healthiest, strongest, most energized life. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. Welcome back for another awesome episode. This week is a little bit of a mashup. I had a couple of really good conversations going on in my Facebook group and in the boot camp that we are currently doing, the 21-day toning boot camp. So I took a couple of clips from each of them that I think you would find really valuable. First one is a talk on protein and exactly what the recommendations are, what you should be getting, and how to get it. And then the next was an incredible um it's incredible insight from one of my clients who just got back from her honeymoon and actually lost weight, but she didn't feel restricted. She didn't go out of her way to really do crazy diet protocols. She just enjoyed herself in moderation and actually ended up enjoying herself more than she otherwise would have, according to her, because she could be there more presently and wasn't hung wasn't hung over and all this stuff that comes with indulging too much. So. So much good information. I cannot wait to share it with you guys. Hope you enjoy. All right. So today we're going to be talking about um, one of the questions that came in yesterday. And if you guys think of any questions while you're listening to this or watching this in the Facebook group, just uh, let me know because I'm always down to answer your questions above whatever the heck I have in my head. <laughs> I'm here for you guys. So this one comes from Elaine. She asked about protein intake. And this is one of those things that there's a lot of people saying different stuff over the internet. And you can kind of tell who actually pays attention to the facts and to the updated research and those people that just haven't picked up a book since they got their personal training cert back in the 80s. Because there's some people that'll tell you to eat so much protein just until you possible until you can't put anything down basically and to the point where you're force feeding yourself but lately when we look at the recent studies on this stuff it actually turns out that you don't need as much protein as we used to think so when we're talking about like raw numbers the biggest or sorry not the biggest the range that keeps coming up is about 0.7 to 1.0 grams per pound of body weight. Now, when we're putting that into numbers, like somebody like myself who's 200 pounds, that 0.7 would mean like 140 grams of protein, which for me is like nothing. And if it was somebody who's like 150 pounds, that would be what, oh God, too early for mental math. But well, what would it be? It would be 70 and 35. So yeah, 105 grams for a 150 pound person, that would be like the low end of like what would be considered best. And the one gram per pound of body weight would be what would be on the high end of what's considered best. Also, now, you also see a number circulating, which is the uh, RDA, which is about that one gram per kilo of body weight of protein. So for anybody who is not familiar with the kilos versus pounds, basically for every um, kilo, that is 2.2 pounds. So to make it easy, you could just say, okay, whatever um, they're recommending, cut it in half. So like, let's say you were following the recommended daily allowance for uh, protein and you were 200 pounds, you would get 
uh, I mean, kilos would be just under a hundred kilos. So you'd be getting about a hundred or yeah, sorry. Let me backtrack. Their recommendation is closer to like half a gram per kilo. It's like stupid low because I'm honestly only focused on what's best for people who are in the active population, which is that 0.7 to one per pound. But if we're going by the RDA, it's basically like half of that. And that's why people get all tripped up because they're like, I thought I didn't need this much protein. And what the problem is, is that, yeah, that means you're not going to be deficient. That's basically what the RDA is. It's like, okay, this is enough where we can say, hey, you're not deficient enough to experience some negative side effects. Is it what's best? No. But does it mean that you're not deficient Yes. So that's where the confusion is a little bit. And I'm sorry, I'm a little bit all over the place. This is an early morning live. <laughs> so I apologize. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it as far as protein goes. But for the most for most people who are struggling with their protein intake, this really doesn't mean a whole lot because you can track and try and hit it, and it's gonna be like an it's gonna be impossible to hit if you haven't already given it a try. Like if you just keep giving yourself this random number of say a hundred grams of protein and you're like, I just can't hit it. I just can't hit it. Then clearly going for that specific number isn't going to help. So what I've seen work really, really well for uh, my own clients is that when people have that issue and they're like, all right, I just can't hit this target. I don't know why I'm like, all right, let's remove all the stress surrounding it. Let's take away um, that like pressure surrounding you hitting this specific goal and just say, okay, all I want you to do is get at least a palm size of protein for three meals out of the day. So for breakfast, that could be two to three eggs for lunch. That could be like one chicken breast about the size of your palm. And then for dinner, that could be a slab of fish or uh, turkey burgers or whatever that's about the size of your palm. So one for the ladies, two palm sizes for the guys. And then when you do that, more times than not, you pretty much get there. Like I saw this happen a lot when uh, we would do fiber goals where instead of trying to get that 13 grams per thousand calories, like I told my clients just, hey, let when you're going to eat carbohydrates, just aim to get a carbohydrate that has some fiber in it. And then these people that were having trouble getting like over 20 grams of fiber were all of a sudden getting 30, 35 grams without even trying. So sometimes it helps to just focus on the implementation. Like, how am I going to get it rather than like, I need to get this specific number. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about these goals, it can really help to just get away from the number and think about what would be required for that number and only focus on what is required. And then at the end of the day, check your numbers and you might be blown away at how you like obliterated that goal and you're way over, which is in the case of protein or fiber, that's awesome because if you can get more, then you're usually super full. You're like, if your goal is weight loss and fat loss and you want to feel absolutely stuffed while you're doing it, up the protein, up the fiber, and you will feel like you're not even on a diet, especially in the beginning. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, my two cents on protein. Let's kick it off. So today we're going to be starting off with a lesson. Then we got a special guest joining us to give us their tips on how to not only stay on track, but to also even lose weight doing special things like going on vacation or 
a honeymoon. So first thing I want to touch on here is the big theme that I'm seeing when it comes to everybody doing their calories, staying on track, doing their exercises. It, one of the things when it comes to nutrition is that I'm seeing a lot of people that are saying that they're off their nutrition because they had one bad meal or they had one bad snack. And it's like, oh, oh, oh my God, everything's gone to shit. Like all of a sudden now everything gets thrown out the window. We're off the plan and we failed. And let's just cut that right here. That's bullshit. Okay, you guys have calories, you have a calorie target. If you're hitting those calories, you are on target. Okay, if you go over for one day, that's totally fine. When you come back on it, you're good the next day. The problem is Weight Watchers, Noom, all these super strict regimens like paleo, all these like keto are saying, if this food doesn't fall into this category, it's bad. You're a bad person for eating it. You're horrible. Everything about you is horrible and that's because you ate this one particular food and it's BS. There's no morality around food. We are able to eat everything and anything we want. We just can't have as much of it as we want. Okay. And if you're allergic, not a good idea, but as long as it's in those guidelines, if it fits in your calories, you're not super hungry, your blood works good. You're on track Okay, don't buy into the BS of all the crap that's been peddled for the past 20 years, because that's the reason that it's still around because 20 years ago, that's what everybody was pushing, saying, if you eat this food, it's bad. If you eat this food, it's bad. And then people created companies around it. And instead of saying, we were wrong for 20 years, they just double down and push it harder and harder and harder. But you guys are here because you want to learn the right way to do it. And you want to learn the truth, not some BS formula that somebody came up with to try and make it dumber for everybody. Okay, That's the big problem. I'll just be honest. A lot of these companies are saying... The general public is way too dumb to understand these concepts of nutrition when it's really not that complicated. Just need a little time and patience to learn it. And you guys are doing that. You're learning the right way to do it and you can make it happen. And the reason that I'm so pumped for this person to share is because she's been embodying this for the past, what, eight weeks and just went on her honeymoon and not only enjoyed the hell out of it, visited, what, 12 breweries ate whatever whatever she wanted for that day or that night, indulged a little bit, and she came back lighter, okay? This is something that people hear other people talk about, and they're like, how is that possible? So without any further ado, I'm going to hand the mic over to Barbara. Barbara, you want to introduce yourself, tell everybody a little something about you? Yeah, hi. Can everybody hear? You can hear me? You're good. Okay, so my name is Barbara. Um, I've been working with Brian since August 20th, I believe was the day we I think so. We started this somewhere around there. Uh, and you know, I've been working the program. I feel like I've been doing really well with it so far. Um, like he was just talking. It took me a long time to kind of like wrap my head around the fact that like you literally can eat anything you just start being smarter about do I really want to waste my my calories on something like you know that's going to use them all up and then I have to eat like you know like lettuce all day so you know you start like just naturally making healthier meals because you want to eat your calories and it took me a while to even be able to eat my calories because we get a lot of calories but now I feel like I'm pretty balanced so I just went on my honeymoon I spent eight days on a road trip, which I was nervous about, 
um, because you can't really you can't really pack anything. Like we had a little cooler that I brought like uh, hummus and pretzel snacks. So they were pre-portioned ones. I brought protein bars with me and some beef jerky. So like when we stopped the gas stations, I didn't just grab a bag of chips or I didn't do, I ate what we had, you know, in the car. Um, I kept my big thing of water. I have a little bit smaller one now, but I kept my water with me and I made sure I brought water with me. So I couldn't say, I couldn't drink my water. Um, and then when it came to going out to eat, which is pretty much almost every meal because we were on a road trip, um, I used your tips of look for like the gluten-free menu, look at, you know, maybe try to avoid heavy carbs because there's going to be butter and there's going to be like, they cook with a million calories. So like, it's hard to avoid it. And I drove south. So everything was like farm raised and a stick of butter and everything I felt like. So, but I managed to like, just choose better. Like instead of getting anything fried, I got grilled chicken on a sandwich, but like the sandwich had bacon. I still ate, you know, what I wanted. Um, but I would, I'd try to only eat two meals out. Like I would do like breakfast and then dinner later. And we walked, I just made walking a huge part sightseeing I pushed myself to see as much as possible whether it was up a side of a, a a mountain or over a million hills in like Asheville because there's a million hills in those streets just so in case anyone goes there bring your walking shoes um and at one point I went to Merrill's Inlet just we walked by the water we walked in the neighborhoods like I just walked I walked and walked and walked and I didn't do my strength training, which I, I started to beat myself up, but I said I was on my honeymoon and I literally did cardio every single solitary day. So, and, and I came back. Question. Sorry to cut you off there. Did you feel like you were restricting yourself? Like, did you feel like you're like, all right, I just got to stay on the plan or was it like, I know what to do? No, I felt like I just said, all right, I'm not going to not drink beer with my husband, but do I need to drink a 16 ounce beer with my husband? No, I can try a four ounce or an eight ounce pour while he decided to be gluttonous. He literally <laughs> came back saying, I think my stomach grew like a lot. <laughs> and I was like, I think mine went down. <laughs> so my whole thing was, you know, I tried. I mean, I we went to 12 breweries in three states and most of them was the day before we left. So that was two days ago. And I weighed in and I lost 3.6 pounds on my honeymoon. So not too like, It's I was pretty pumped about that because I was super worried about it. And, you know, and I did the one plate thing. And if my husband got something that looked really good, I just had a little bite of it. You know, I tried it. I tried everything. I just didn't eat all of it. Gotcha. So. Well, it sounds like you did a really good job embracing the taste aspect of everything and being like, I can have it, I can taste it and experience it, but not the quantity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard thing to learn. That's honestly like that props to you because that's really, really hard. Yeah. And, I, and when I tell you, I, I, we drank, like I drank alcohol every single solitary day. Like I just didn't get drunk. And because I didn't get drunk, 
I didn't make poor decisions and I was able to control myself, you know, but like we went to a really fancy restaurant and there was no way I wasn't having any kind of boozy drinks there because they were like unbelievable. And, you know, I tried everything. I had dessert, but we shared a dessert. I didn't eat, I didn't order my own. Normally I would have ordered my own. I would have got my own appetizer, but we shared an appetizer. Like, so, you know, I, I like let my husband take the brunt of most of those things, you know, normally in the past, I would have just said, well, I'm on my honeymoon and I would have just went bananas. So, and do you feel like you missed out on anything by not going bananas? Nope. I actually was happy because I was able to bounce out of bed. I didn't feel sluggish. I didn't feel gross. And it kind of motivated me to stay that way because, you know, as my husband's like looking for the Advil in the luggage, I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? So it kind of felt good to like be able to stay. Cause obviously, listen, it was hard, like walking up hills. I was definitely like struggling, you know, going hiking, doing all those comfort things, you know. But yeah. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Well, you didn't just do it, you crushed it. So awesome, awesome job. Thank you. And it also sounds like you, uh, almost realized how like the difference between really enjoying it like in a way that doesn't involve being overly gluttonous or what's the word gluttonous or just like going to that breaking point of stuffed and hung over and everything yeah. and you actually seemed like you enjoyed it that next level so you could be like present yes I did I felt like I was way more present because I wasn't like waddling home to the hotel room or you know like usually like I I can't even tell you, like, uh, in my head in the past, I've always identified, like, any kind of, like, special event as a free-for-all, like, where you just go bananas because, like, no rules, you know, like, but... Like a cheat day. Yeah, but, it, yeah, like, e easily, but it was just, like, I needed to just be able to balance it. Like, I didn't track, not even once, not the entire thing. I just knew what was safe to snack on for the drive, and I knew that not just to eat because I was bored. So I, I, I tried to stay on top of that and, and that's it. Like I, I, I did the one plate, you know, I did taste and, and, you know, move on. And I didn't, it, it was weird. I was very excited to start tracking this morning though, <laughs> when I came home and I was really happy to go into the gym, which I've never said those words before, but I was excited. <laughs> okay. so, that's great. That's great. And as a coach, music to my ears. So <laughs> couldn't be happier for you. This yeah. is like, this is how it's done. You did, you handled it perfectly. Didn't sacrifice anything, got the job done. What more can you ask for? No, it was definitely, it was awesome. It was nice to put the plan in motion and then come home and like, not, you know, like it was fine. Like I got on this, I literally got on the scale going, all right, just remember, take, it'll take about a week or so to get it off. Like I was like t talking, like trying to use your like video, like tips, like before I got on a scale and then I got on a scale, I was like, shut the front door. <laughs> so I was super pumped. <laughs> so it was a good day. It was a good day. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Now, just curious, um, or actually, I'll explain it because anybody listening when she when she was saying like the one plate rule if you guys want to adopt this basically you just get one standard size plate 
like this is perfect for vacations for honeymoons here like for anytime you are kind of left to the banquet style or like restaurants you get one standard size plate just don't stack food and you get that for breakfast lunch and dinner and usually it's plenty to fill you up but not go overboard so if anybody listening is like i want to do what the heck barbara did because clearly it's working i would say that's probably like the main thing would you agree uh, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, obviously you want to choose wisely what you're putting on the plate though. Like yeah. I made a point, like I was in the Carolinas, so um, they're known for sweet potatoes. So I chose to eat sweet potatoes anytime I could instead of like a red potato or fries or anything like that. And then I chose, like I tasted my husband's biscuit that was homemade instead of me having a biscuit. You know, so like I let him go overboard because that he's gonna do it anyway. So, um, and then I just I just made sure I whatever I ordered had vegetables, which I'll tell you what in Virginia was pretty much impossible. I think going there first, they fry everything or everything's like a burger. Or it, it, so by the time I got out of Virginia, I was like craving vegetables. So hey, that was helpful. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I ate four burgers on this mm-hmm. vacation. So it's like I literally, I just chose if if it was fries, I just chose no fries and had a couple of my husband's sweet potato fries. Um, or in the other places that like, you know, I guess people were normal, you could get vegetables on the side. So I just chose to upgrade it to do that stuff, and and it was a big it was a big help. Yeah. And that's, that's huge getting some vegetables on the plate. And I know you're good at getting the protein on there too. So it's like, once that's good to go, you're all set. Right. And I always ate those items first. That way I didn't like always get, you know, if I was full, then I was just like, all right, I don't have to. And I kept telling myself, I don't have to eat everything on my plate. Yeah. So that, which was new, you know, it gave my, my husband anxiety. He's like, you're not going to eat that. But I was like, no, I'm full. (laughs) Hey, it's it's real. It's real. I'm the same way with me and my girlfriend. I see her plate a little bit, like a food, a little bit of food left, and I'm like, "You gonna eat that?" (laughs) It it's how we were all brought up, right? Finish your plate, but that's good. That's like a really important muscle to work, and especially for the kids, like letting them be okay with leaving food on the plate is like one of those skills that is going to carry over for generations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to find veggies in the the Carolinas. Yeah, the struggle can be real. <laughs> yep, yep. Me I and my girlfriend were in we were in North Carolina, and we were saying the same thing. Like we're like, where the heck are all the vegetables? Everything. Yeah, I'm like, but Asheville was pretty balanced. I feel like uh, it's kind of um, like a hippie town, and there's a lot of vegan options, and, okay. and so that that was helpful like every menu had vegan options so there was definitely vegetables available so i just i just tried to be like if the if all the dinner items were gross then i literally got a side vegetable and then like like a small like protein based appetizer you know like i just built it then perfect that's perfect and I know that sometimes everybody listening to this like might have had this happen once or twice where it's like you're on a diet and you eat that food and you kind of hear that person in the back of your head like aren't you on a diet like for eating yeah. like, that one thing 
and it's it's pretty awesome seeing that you got like you're not even like worried about that stuff and it's like eye on the prize just do it i just have these yeah. things to get done and i'm good yeah i ate a black and blue cheeseburger with bacon on it but i just made sure i had a, a, a side salad with it and i didn't feel bad one ounce i just made sure like i i ate light for breakfast because i knew it, we they were like, oh, we're going to the best burger joint in town. And I was like, oh, another burger. Okay. So, like, I just prepped for it. That's all it was. I just ate a little better for breakfast. And then I just ate the damn best burger in, in the state, according to them. So, And that's how it's done. Making room exactly. for the stuff like that. Right. So, I, I didn't say no. I just decided where I wanted it Yep. on the vacation. <laughs> yeah, it's like a puzzle piece. You figured out where to put it in. Right which awesome. I, I was proud of myself because I'm definitely like probably like a lot of people in the group like where I put a lot of stress on myself and I, and you know like I, I tend to micromanage what I'm doing but I said you know what I luckily the people in our group you know that that we talked to on our app a lot of them were like have fun enjoy and like they were reimbursing it so it was a lot of motivation I wanted it to be better about doing the daily thing but at one point i was like forget it <laughs> yeah and that's my, okay keeping an eye on my drunk husband was a lot more work than tracking <laughs> the days i even know what day it was at one point <laughs> yep yep <laughs> hey that's a full-time job us us guys will keep you all on your toes <laughs> yeah. awesome well i am super proud of you for absolutely nailing it 